If you're listening to this podcast, it is likely because you're currently being pursued by some sort of extraterrestrial, spiritual, or cryptozoological threat. You probably saw that this show was about these sorts of otherworldly abominations and reckoned it a place of insight. Unfortunately, the following podcast is entirely farcical and will be of little help to anyone. But you're here, so you might as well enjoy the show and pray that it doesn't find you. where we riff on all things paranormal. I'm your host, Maddie Barr, and today I'm joined by my co-host and confidant, Aiden Kidd! Woo! It is I! Hello, Madeline! Hello! Welcome back to the podcast! You may have noticed things are different about me now. I'm wearing long shorts, and I'm wearing a fedora. Oh, oh no, Aiden. That's not a fashion choice I condone. I've become the ultimate Redditor, Maddie. I have adopted a British accent to simulate the idea that I have something interesting to say. Uh-huh. Have you heard of this place, Reddit, Maddie? Um, yeah, I have. Seems cool. But I'm, you know, I'm good. Have you heard the tale of Keanu Reeves the Wholesome? Um, no? He's the son of the Big Chungus, the demigod of Reddit. Uh... He T-posed so hard he died for our karma. Um, okay... Cool, I guess. I have some literature if you're interested. Um, I'm not really, so that's cool, but thanks. No thanks. We'll see. By the end, I think you'll find that my ways of living are quite an improvement to the man I used to be. I don't really think so, but sure. To begin this episode of Law Folk, the Paranormal Podcast, I have a question from r slash cryptids from user Snowy Cone. And they ask, is a gargoyle a cryptid? Too long didn't read. Is a gargoyle the same thing as a mothman? Are there any gargoyle sightings? A while back, me and a friend were sitting outside of my house on a patio around a fire. We were just casually chatting when suddenly a large black shape flew into the tree above. I vividly remember staring at it, trying to figure out what it was. Since it was the middle of the night, I couldn't make out much other than an outline blocking the stars. I remember hearing just very guttural breathing, like a panting dog, but with more of a rumble to it. Just as my friend and I decided it was too weird when we needed a GTFO, it flew off overhead. This time I got a good view of it, as it flew over some streetlights. It was still dark, so I couldn't see the exact details, but it looked like a man with huge wings, flapping like a bat. Since I saw it, I've been 100% convinced I saw a gargoyle. I wasn't aware of the Mothman, though, and now I'm guessing that that's what it was, since others have seen that. I haven't heard of any gargoyle cryptid sightings. This was in the Northwest USA, several years ago. Now, I'm glad to hear from you, good man, and God praise Elon Musk and his vapory. Maddie, what do you think of this situation? Um, sounds like the Mothman. I love a good gargoyle, but they're not that big. I've I've seen the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I know they're little guys, and they don't have legs. Victor Laverne and Hugo do not have legs, this is true. So I find it likely that this is the Mothman. But more importantly, 
do you think the Mothman would have been a le epic gamer? Um, no. I think the Mothman is a bro who can chill. Yeah. Who enjoys a good dank meme and a scathing review of The Last Jedi. I don't think that's how the, who the Mothman is, deep down. It's just a cryptid. Just a open and shut case of Mothman sighting here on Reddit. Let's see what my fellow Redditors have to say about this. Oh boy. The J1E says, I think there's a chance that there are flying cryptids out there other than the Mothman. However, by your description and the area, it could be one. And then, though Masp 3864 says, I thought Mothman died in the... In the bridge collapse. Oh? I thought Mothman died in the bridge collapse. No. This can't be. My friend, my epic gamer friend, Mothman. I can't live with this knowledge that he is gone. Spirit! Are these the visions of what will be? Or are they the visions of what may be only? I wish not for this to come to pass, dear Chungus. I'll stop T-posing to assert my dominance. I'll stop explaining Heath Ledger's Joker to females. I'll stop calling women females. Please, just allow me to sponge away the writing on this stone. Aiden? Maddie, I'm a regular boy again. Are you back? Oh. I'm me again. Thank God. And Mothman's alive. No bridge collapse. It was all to teach me a lesson about hubris. Oh. My love for The Last Jedi is returning. It's a good movie, Maddie. Aiden, it is a good movie. It's fine. Christ. It's fine. People can enjoy it. It drags a little bit in the middle, but it's otherwise as good. Yes. I can hear you taking off your fedora. <laughs> it sounds beautiful. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm free now. I'm a real boy. He's a real boy. Welcome back to the podcast, real boy. Oh, God. Aiden. My hatred for Elon Musk flows through my veins. I am whole again. Yeah, baby. This is a Sweeney Todd reference. That's how you know I'm me, is I just tried Yay! to make a Sweeney Todd reference. Woo! <laughs> Woo! All right, let's do an actual fucking podcast now. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. Hey, regular Aiden. Yeah. I got a cryptid for us. Hell yes. Talk about on our fucking cryptid podcast. Yes. Let me tell you about the Red Ghost, mm-hmm. also known as Phantasma Colorado. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That one was visceral. I felt that in my bones. I was trying to push through it. The Red Ghost is a very large, demonically hideous camel-like creature with a human skeleton tied to its back. Found in the Arizona high country uh, starting around the 1850s, this beast lures cowboys at local ranches and cowboy locations because you see here's a fun fact about cowboys for all you listeners out there they cannot resist the temptation to quote traditionally 
cowboys have been unable to resist the temptation to rope anything that wears hair. And I'm not really sure what that means, but for this cryptid, it means that anytime the red ghost shows up, cowboys are like, yeehaw, I gotta lasso that from my wife. And then they try to, and they can't, because it's a fucking demon, like, camel. And then they're ashamed and possibly dragged all over the plains because they're attached to the demon camel. There's a lot to unpack, but it's the red ghost. It's badass. I love it. A yeehaw cryptid for the ages. Firstly, I think we should address how this sort of thing comes to be. Mm. And I imagine... Or I know, because I'm an expert in this field and have the exact information that all of you are just clawing to receive. Yes. Is that this is clearly the ghost of some guys who were in a horse costume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they were they were in their camel costume. They were playing, like, one of the fucking three wise men mm. in their junior production of... Uh, for the nativity, the nativity scene. scene. And yeah, I know my religion. The junior production uh, of Christmas, the whole thing, <laughs> all of it, live and in person. And so they died tragically while still in that camel costume. And they were stuck inside of it and they couldn't get out. Now, here's a question. Did one of them turn into the camel in its entirety and the other, like the guy who was in the front half of the camel is now the camel? And the one who was in the back half sort of turned into the skeleton that's attached to the top of the camel? Or is that a third person entirely? I think there's a third person who got turned into the ass of a ghost. Oh boy. He now spends eternal damnation as the flaming skeletal ass of a camel. That is very tragic indeed. So who's the skeleton on top? That's Camden. Everybody knows Camden. Camden, the camel riding ghost. <laughs> Maddie, what would you do if you met this creature? Let's say, okay, let's let's act this out. If I I'm the bartender, I'm the bartender in a saloon, and you just burst through the doors of my little saloon. I kick down the double doors. Boom! <laughs> uh, howdy there, folks. Howdy, stranger. Haven't seen you around these parts. I saunter up to the bar. Click, click, click. Those are my spurs as I walk. I'll add sound effects in post. Oh, good, They'll good, be good. hyper accurate to the actions that we're supposedly doing. Perfect. Here's me walking. <laughs> if you heard that in post, it sounded beautiful. The Foley work is exquisite. This rivals the fucking SpongeBob musical. Uh, you ain't seen me from around here because uh, I'm from out of town. <laughs> Yeehaw. And I like wink at a little uh, cowboy lady in the in the corner of the saloon she blushes and goes oh exactly and then i uh, barkeep yeah can i get a cold glass of milk uh you could have some but a stranger i couldn't help but notice that you got a firearm on you uh yeah well you see here this town ain't got no guns and can't defend itself from this skeletal camel monster demon that plagues us would you mind helping us out stranger and then you'll get all the milk you desire. You don't say. I'll do anything for milk. Yeehaw. That's a guarantee. And then the lady that blushed is like, oh, I love a man who loves milk. Yeah, exactly. But not in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. Like More fully. I walk out of the bar. <laughs> I kick open the door. And then 
you look upon the horizon and through the dust and the smoke of the desert arrives Camden, the camel-riding specter of doom. Get my hat. Howdy there, partner. I'm Camden! Who the fuck are you? It's a pleasure to meet you, Camden. I'm Yeehaw Maddie. Like regular Maddie. Well, that's not what I like to hear, because this is my town! Oh, I can get out of your hair, uh... Camden sounds like Adam Sandler. Yeah. That's disconcerting. Camden Sandler. I got what? Uh... Hey, shut up! Camden, uh, what's, uh, what seems to be the problem here? You got some yeehaw issues I can help you solve? I'm pretty pissed off because I died tragically in a production of the nativity scene. I've been condemned to this hellish life as part camel, part imp. I have the consciousness of three different people speaking through me. And one of them is pretty pissed that he has to spend eternal damnation as a skeletal spectral ass. That sucks. I gotta sympathize with that one. Um, Camden, I got, I think I got a solution for the both of us. And then, <clears throat> more fully, sorry Aiden, I know this is costing us millions of dollars every time I walk somewhere in this fantasy world. Oh yeah, the budget is going through the fucking roof, man. I walk, uh, I take Camden by the h- hoof hand skeleton and <laughs> he's got that cloppy camel hoof and uh, i lead camden over to the old folks home uh yeehaw you see these folks they're already so close to death you could just snatch them right on up to hell and then you don't have to bother with all those young cowboys because these people they're fucking old and just at that moment, a wagon full of kids from the local middle school start pooling out Uh-oh. into the <laughs> retirement home, all in their costumes, and they set up for the nativity scene, and he sees that these three kids are in a similar costume to how he was when he died. Oh, no. And he's like, no, wait, don't do it! And then everything catches on fire, and those three kids die and become exactly like him. But now he's got a friend! I'm not alone anymore! Someone to commiserate with. Another person who's gonna spend eternal damnation as a spectral skeletal camel ass! Finally, someone who can relate to my struggles! Maybe the real eternal damnation was the friends that we made along the way. Aww. And then, wait, sorry, this story's not done. So Camden and, and the new camel people are having a beautiful friendship that's blossoming in the afterlife. And then, sorry, this is the last bit of Foley, I promise. I walk back over to the bar. I kick in the door again. <coughs> I'll take that glass of milk now. <laughs> Yeehaw. Did you do something, stranger? What happened? I didn't see anything that happened outside that may have already been clear to the audience. <sighs> Explain to me in full detail. <laughs> okay. This is going to require a lot of foley. Wow, what a riveting tale that you just told to me in full. Yeah. Here's your milk. Thanks. Glug, glug, glug. So. (laughs) That's the red ghost. Aren't you going to say something to that little miss? Oh, uh. I I love milk. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? All right, when I said it, it was a little weird, but now you made it actually weird. <laughs> Ew. Hey, hey, yeehaw, ma'am. Can I can I take you for a ride on the in the prairies? 
No. Oh. I don't, not, not, nothing's happening here. End scene. You're alone forever. Ha ha. You've become a meme from 2008. Congratulations. You know who's not alone forever? Who? Camden and the Red Ghost. <gasps> they have friends forever in the afterlife, living the same horrible plight as they are. Every year when they do the nativity scene at the old folks' home, it's it's a cycle. And it just can't stop. It's a sad time loop. Well, I'll be a happy ending for everybody. Absolutely no way that this constant amassing of camel demons could backfire on civilization in any manner. No siree. Oh, shit. Okay, um, I'm gonna fully over to the old folks' home. Yeehaw, folks. What are you doing back in here? I think it'd be real swell if you all, uh, <coughs> converted to Judaism. And then they'll convert all into Judaism and they won't have to do the nativity scene every year. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are in the ad break. And for once in our lives, someone is paying us to do a real actual ad. Maddie, tell the people how they can also do that. Somebody bought an ad. You can buy an ad too if you go to pnnpodcast.com slash advertising and purchase an ad. We sell $5 ads for real businesses and projects and $6 ads for fun and memory. And that's what this ad is. Aiden, read the ad. This is from Nicholas, who wanted to let everybody know that he has a new Sharpie sniffing cult, of which he is the leader of. Sharpies seem just like an everyday permanent marker, but people aren't using it to its fullest extent. You know how we only use like 10% of our brain? That's because the other 90% is blank, white, empty space. But that's where the Sharpies come in. When you sniff Sharpies, you fill slash color in that other 90% of your brain, which can lead you to developing awesome mystical powers. For example, you'll be able to turn your fingers into Sharpies and can infect whatever you please with your touch. You'll also be able to shoot ink out your ass like a squid. So join Nicholas's Sharpie cult today and sniff them Sharpies. That's super cool. I love it. Join the cult. Uh, just, uh, outside of the bit, don't, uh, sniff Sharpies, kids. Don't actually do that. Uh, Maddie, I mean, uh, Nicholas I mean, paid good it. money Yay. for this. But don't. Like I know you love Splatoon. <laughs> I know you can get behind this. Oh, you want squid powers. You know you do. Shit, you got me there. All right, maybe sniff a few Sharpies. Just a little bit. Sniff responsibly. Don't tell your mom I told you to. Okay. Also, if you're a lawyer listening to this in the future, just realize that we do have a disclaimer at the front of this show that says that everything is a bit and not real, so you can't hold us legally accountable. Ha ha ha. Your lawyer powers can't get me here. Take that, the law! Boom. We're too powerful because we've already sniffed a whole bunch of Sharpies before the episode. Ha ha! We have squid powers! Fuck you! Hey, 
Aiden, I have a question for us. Say it with your mouth hole. Somebody named, I just looked at the name, their name is Spam Hot and Spicy. What the fuck? Okay. <clears throat> Somebody named Spam Hot and Spicy asked, why are ghosts never naked? The only ghost I've ever seen came out of my TV and was just ahead, so I don't have any physical proof that all ghosts wear clothes, but I never hear ghost stories about naked ghosts or ever hear about naked ghosts. Why do ghosts always wear clothes? Are they embarrassed? Is it a part of a ghost code of ethics and morals? Well, there's a big misconception here, because ghosts are often naked. Oh? First of all, they don't have to be. Ghosts can will their spectral form into whatever they so please, whether it's best for scaring kids out of their big spooky mansion mm. or for vibing with a little girl in a red hood a la Casper. Aha! Case in point, Casper's naked! <gasps> Casper is naked! Put some freaking clothes on, Casper! Same with his, his uncles and such. Why are ghosts never naked? I just feel like if I was a ghost, I would finally be able to quote, afford the wardrobe I've always wanted. Exactly. I could be so styling. I'd have all of the the Gucci, all the Harry Styles merchandise. I would look so good at every moment. I would have a, a ghost fashion Instagram. Why not wear clothes as a ghost, right? See, but what you have to watch out for is if you die while wearing clothes and your clothes... Okay, like, Hold on. Let me break this down please, for you kids. Please. Let me wrap with you. Let me turn the chair around and explain this <laughs> exactly. as concisely as possible. Roll your sleeves up, you know. Say, hypothetically, you were stabbed in the back and you were wearing a shirt. Your shirt is now dead is and is now bound to your spectral form forever. Mm. If your clothes also die, they die with you. Does that make sense? Do all the you cool kids understand what I'm saying as I sit on this chair backwards and rap with you? What about distressed clothing, though? If I get stabbed in a fashionably ripped up pair of jeans that my mom says, Well, I can't believe you paid full price for half a pair of jeans. <laughs> Do those jeans stay on me because they've already, you know, sustained injuries? Or is it just if the clothing gets damaged in the act of also killing me? A magic bullet for clothing, if you will. Yeah, you get you get magic bulleted like through the leg up into your brain. Yeah. Um and then through yes. my t shirt. And through your t shirt. <laughs> we can't go back to JFK we already. We can't. We can't we can't immediately. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, then yes, it would go with you. Okay, so if was it, that the question? I completely lost. If my where jeans we were. are already pre, if any of my clothing is pre-distressed already, when I die, the the spirits that decide what about me is dead are also like, oh well, those jeans look pretty ripped. I guess sure, just throw them on there too. Why not, right? Okay, so you're not sure whether the fact that pre-ripped jeans are already dead, right? Like, should I make sure to never wear pre-ripped jeans again in the hopes that they won't? go with me when I die. You can't, I don't want to take it with me. You can't take it with you. And I sure as hell don't want to. <laughs> Clothes only die when they have been deemed unusable. Hmm. So like a shirt with a knife through it, it's probably not going to get used by anybody else. Okay. Nobody's very eager at Goodwill to go for the one with the blood stain on it. <laughs> if it can't be thrift flipped by somebody on YouTube. 
that it dies with you. Yes, as we all know, life is quantified by <laughs> millennial white hipsters yes, and their fucking Instagram pages. Some girl pages. and her little brother sewing machine can redo my shirt to be a crop top, then it then it doesn't die with me. But if she sees it on the rack and says, "Ew, that's icky. It has uh, blood and stuff on it," then I have then I have to wear the shirt for all of eternity. <laughs> but can't. Here's another question. Let's go deeper. Okay. Can I ghost flip it? As, as a ghost, can I take my ratty t-shirt that has a big knife hole in it and say, hey, kids, here, here's my ghost sewing machine and we're going to we're going to flip this today. And then, you know, and do a lettuce thing so it looks all rushy on the bottom and make it a cute crop top. Can I do that? There's no need, Maddie, because ghosts are but projections. So you get to decide how you look at that point. Oh, OK. The only way you're ever bound to anything is if it dies with you. Otherwise, you get to choose how it looks. Okay, okay. Like, if you die and none of your clothes die with you, you can choose to wear that outfit for eternity, but you don't have to, and you can change your mind at any time. If I die with those clothes and they die with me, can I take them off and be ghost naked? No. Okay. No. Forever bound. So that's why ghosts are never naked. Because they're either A, bound to their clothing, or B... Just living the fashion sense that they never had the means for in in their living life, in their mortal realm. I've been rewatching the hit Disney program Gravity Falls recently. Obviously, and I have a question inspired by one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah, and that Thanks. is, if you were challenged to a fight from a bully, what video game character would you summon to back you up? Oh. This is a very good question. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just going to go with the first thing I thought of. This is going to be the worst answer, but I've been watching a lot of Smash Bros. Brawl videos recently, and I'm really into the Ganondorf meta, if you will, which is the idea that in Smash, Ganondorf is deeply impractical. But he's also so humongous and badass that anyone who plays him automatically has, like, the full audience on their side because they just want to see him win. And if he gets, like, any hit on anyone, it's like, they're done. They're gone. They're off the screen. So I'm going to bring fucking Ganondorf with me and his giant legs and his slow-moving body. And as long as I can get that bully to get hit once, boom, that's KO. Me and Ganon. And you've destroyed the bully socially because everyone was always rooting for Ganondorf because he's Ganondorf. Exactly. He's such an unexpected underdog. You can't help but love him. See, when I was thinking about this, I thought of my Smash Bros. mains. Oh. And those are Lucas and Ness. Yes, I'm a filthy Lucas main. They nerfed Ness in the new one and his back throw is trash. It feels, uh, this is new information, but I feel like I've known that for a lifetime. You little mess main. <laughs> but, like, I don't think Lucas would be very effective in a fight. Yes, he could theoretically freeze the bully, but he's probably going to start crying about his dead mom. And it's going to be awkward to bring a crying eight-year-old to a fight. I was just going to say that's just like a kid fighting another kid. I'd bring Kirby, but Kirby's only good at two things. And that's being cute and killing God. Mm. I might bring Luigi, Ooh. but specifically, specifically Brawl okay. Luigi, because 
because when he uses his final smash, everything goes all trippy and oh, slow-mo. Yeah. And that'll just be enough to scare the bully away through non-violence. And also, th- I get to watch some trippy psychedelic effects. Maybe I'll bring some hallucinogenic drugs when I do so. That's good. I was going to say Luigi harnesses all of the anger of, of every single younger sibling ever. And he could use that to take down the bully in a physical <laughs> fight. But all the trippy stuff is good, too. It's the dinner and a show. Wait, 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 Maddie. I have an even better idea. Oh, oh? Not Luigi, but his good spicy brother Mario. Oh? And not just any Mario. I'm not talking Paper Mario or Dr. Mario. I'm talking about Captain Lou Albano Mario from the Super Mario Brothers (gasps) Super Show. If you don't watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, you're gonna turn into a Goomba. Hey! Paisanos, you need to understand (laughs) that this is the best of both worlds. Because not only am I getting the non-lethal takedown of him threatening a child with eternal damnation for using drugs, he will also go on to, much like Kirby, commit deicide. We get them both! Yay! That's the fun world! It's Mario! Do the Mario! Do the Mario! It's the end of the show! Who would you bring, dear listeners, to your Smash Bros. baby boy bully fight? Who would you have sliced the child in half? Would it be Link? Or perhaps the Princess Peach. Comment below on this YouTube video. What? YouTube video? That's right. It's the end of the episode. It's the end. We're acknowledging the show. Like, comment, and subscribe. Share us with your friends. Look at us with that beautiful segue. Such grace. Oh my god. We're the ultimate podcasters. Tell your friends about the show. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. We don't have any advertising and nobody pays us. We're but babes in the woods and we rely purely on your goodwill. So please spread the news. And if you want to submit a question or such or an encounter story or whatever... You can do so to lorefolksubmissions at gmail.com, or you could just comment it on the YouTube video. That works, too. Yeah, we're open to all kinds of submission styles here. Yeehaw. And when you do, make sure to include the name that you want us to refer you by, if any, oh, yeah. and your pronouns. That's the end of the show. It's the end of the Yay. show. We did it. We're gone. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. PK free. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nesmane. How did I? Like, I knew the second. Don't judge me! Like, no, it's, it's just it's so accurate. I could never. I don't have the skills. I'd have to play Link because he has a sword. All right, that's the actual end of the podcast. And you kids go tell your parents, your priests, your rabbis about law folk. And remember, if you don't like, comment, and subscribe, you go to hell before you die.